I spoke about this topic on Wednesday at the Maple Campus Ash Wednesday service, but the recording had some technical problems and it was not able to be put online. So I'll use my Friday video time to share again what I had said at the Wednesday night service. I've been fascinated by the events at the Asbury College campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury is a private Methodist college in which they hold a chapel service every week. But on February 8th, the normal chapel service didn't end as it normally ended. Instead, about 20 students lingered near the front of the auditorium at the invitation of the chapel leader so that they might pray. And from this tiny spark of a few students where the presence of Jesus was felt so strongly, yet gently and lovingly, others began to gather as well. It wasn't planned, but a spontaneous movement of the Spirit and an encounter with Jesus that was so moving that others began to gather as well. The chapel service of prayer and singing, confessing of sins, <clears throat> has now continued on ever since February 8th, 24-7. The phenomena was broadcast over social media and now people from all over the world are streaming onto the college campus and it's spreading out to other campuses and churches and schools and places of work. The story gets even better when you hear that this is not the first time that this type of spiritual renewal and revival has occurred at Asbury College. Oh no. On February 3rd, 1970, a similar college service unexpectedly went on for 185 hours. The college president at that time was Dr. Dennis Kinlaw, who was out of town when the event began and returned later in the week to see for himself exactly what was going on. I'd like to play for you a short video from that time where he explains what he saw. The video and the audio aren't super great, but here is Dr. Kinlaw in his own words. Now, I didn't get back to the campus until early Friday morning. I landed in Louisville about 12 o'clock on Thursday night. I got in my automobile and drove to Wilmore. I've read the accounts in Finney's relating of the revivals in his day of how when Finney would go through a city sometimes, people would come under a profound sense of the presence of God. The closer I got to Wilmore, the heavier that sense of the presence of God got on me. When I drove my car 2.30 in the morning to the campus, I didn't go home, I went to the auditorium and I parked. And as I came walking up the steps, I walked very slowly. I didn't know what I was walking into, but I knew I was walking in to the presence of God. You don't do that casually. I walked in and sat down in the back corner seat as far away from the center as I could get and still know what was going on. A format had been developed. It started in that opening chapel. A student would give his witness. He would tell about how God was dealing with him about sin in his life. He'd make his confession and then he would uh, tell how God had brought forgiveness to him and restoration 
or how the need of his heart had been met, the spiritual need. As he would speak, there would be somebody in the audience who would say, that's like me. And then that person would come under conviction and come forward and kneel at the altar. So a pattern had been developed of testimony, of sharing. Then after the testimony, prayer. And after the prayer, singing and praise and adoration. And then more witnessing, sharing of how God had met human need. So as I sat there for an hour at least, I heard these students sharing what God was doing in their hearts and how their lives were being cleaned out and God was restoring them if they had known him before or else they were telling how for the first time they had found him and, uh, and how relationships were being straightened out. And as they shared, I sat. Now that was the kind of thing that was taking place, an honest, candid dealing with personal sin and with personal disobediences and with personal problems. It was marvelous the way these young people would respond. The chapel event from 1970 had a worldwide impact as the students told their story of encountering Jesus, uh, their repentance and their faith. They told it to their home congregations and congregations then from all over the country in Canada began to call Asbury and, and they said, hey, we will pay the travel expenses if some students want to come to our congregation and share their experience. Even our former vice president, Mike Pence, said that it, it was this experience at Asbury that changed the course of his personal faith in Jesus. So what is going on at Asbury? Is it for real? Well, the answer will not be found in evaluating the people who attend. No more than the answer could be found in evaluating the people who saw Jesus some 2,000 years ago and attended His great sermons and healing services or meetings and teachings. Yeah, you can always find examples of people who just had it wrong or misunderstood or were using the special event to make themselves special. No, you don't look at the people in the moment and what they say of how great it was and how close and powerful it felt to be with God. Don't, don't even listen to the skeptics or the cynics and certainly not to the unbelievers who evaluate the event. No, you look at the fruit. Because if Jesus is truly the reason for the religious renewal and revival, then there will be fruit. And it looks like confession of sins, repentance, faith, obedience, goodness, self-control, generosity. The Word of God will be respected and looked to as the Word of God. There will be a great hospitality to all people and, and a welcome to the least. Don't look to the testimony of how emotionally joyful it was or powerful the moment felt, but look to the fruit that always follows after the presence and the work of Jesus. This examination and looking for fruit is also appropriate for our own religious experiences. If your prayers and worship at Ascension or wherever and you're serving other people and using all of your gifts, if it only feels good but has no fruit of repentance, faith, 
joy in the Lord and a pursuit of knowing Him more through the Scriptures, then your religious practice is only of human strength and will only go as far as you go. But the good news is that Jesus is here to give you His presence, His Spirit, and His change of heart. But there is another question that I have. I have no problem in believing that Jesus is doing something at Asbury. I'm not skeptical even as there will be hordes of people who are there for all the wrong reasons. No, my question is, well, why them and not us? Why not here at Ascension? <clears throat> and Jesus has a powerful and emotionally joyful answer to that question. For he says, I am with you. Wherever two or three gather in my name, I am there. To every baptized person, Jesus has promised, I will never leave you or forsake you. I and the Father, we come, we make our dwelling in you. The Spirit of God has made our bodies His dwelling place. Our congregation is part of the body of Christ. When we gather, Jesus is with us, with all of His gifts and His power and His grace. He is producing fruit of repentance, faith, and all of the fruit listed in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He truly is present every time we come to His altar for His meal. And there we receive forgiveness and grace. I know it's not a spectacle, but normal life with Him. And sometimes by His choosing, yeah, there are these grand moments that capture the attention of the nation and the world like at Asbury College. And when it happens, all glory and honor to Him. But He is also at work in the normal everyday life of Christians, even here at Ascension. He is just as present, not only in the great and the normal, but also the pain and the darkness of loss and grief and sorrow. When sickness drags on and on and there seems to be no end. You know what? <clears throat> really gives explanation to all of these ups, downs, and the plains. It's the Psalms. The 150 Psalms of the Old Testament give a great explanation of the full range of emotions and ways that God is with us on mountaintops like Asbury and the valleys of the shadow of death and on the plains of everyday life. He is with you. He does love you. He will never leave or forsake you, no matter where you're at in the heights or the depths. By the Spirit, then, turn from sin. Repent and believe the good news. You are His now and forever. Amen. Hey, before you go, hope to see you all this weekend in Bible study and worship. Yeah, we're starting a new Bible study in Gary James's class on... Uh, Romans part two. And every Wednesday during Lent, we will also have midweek Lent services at 6 p.m. at the Tyler campus. Yeah, we're doing our Holden evening service. It's a real crowd pleaser, mountaintop, if you will. And we also have this year a special prayer room that has been designed just for you to come. And it's at the Tyler campus. You can come anytime and be with Jesus. Stay as long as you want. 
Special accommodations have been made for such prayer and praise and the study of his word. Blessings on your week.